Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the Pulse of St. Louis. Welcome to the Pulse of St. Louis. I'm Shirley Washington. Tonight, we take a closer look at the St. Louis surge. The women's professional basketball team's 2019 season is underway. And joining me now, Kalia Collier, owner and general manager of the St. Louis Surge. Thank you so much for being Thank here. You, this is the eighth season, correct? It's the eighth season approaching our 100th game celebration. No way. It's a milestone that we're excited to celebrate. Time really flies. It's, I cannot believe, uh, from 23 to 31, mm -hmm. uh, eight seasons has gone by that quick. Did, did you get that? 23 to 31. She was 23 years old when she bought the St. Louis Surge. Give me some. Boom. So tell me, what can we expect from this season? Uh, this season is new league, uh, new coaching staff, uh, with nearly a brand new roster. We've had a lot of change in a short period of time. Uh, we're very excited to transition now into the GWBA, which is you're seeing the first time the G League be built out for professional women's basketball, and to have the surge spearheading that and trailblazing right here in our city is incredible. That is incredible, and you actually opened your season last weekend, correct? We did. We were in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, and uh, we got a rude awakening very early into the season, so we're excited to bounce back on home opener. And when is home opener? June 8th, Saturday night, 6 o'clock at WashU. Yes, so tell me about the team, because the St. Louis Surge is about a lot more than basketball. 110%, Shirley. You've been watching our growth. Uh, when we talk about recruiting character first without sacrificing talent, all of our players are postgraduates. Over half of our players have master's degrees. We have eight All-Americans on our roster. And every fan that we have, we've earned by being entrenched in the community. And tell me about what you do in the community. It's nothing that we don't do in the community, honestly, in terms of engaging with kids at every level. Not only showing that if you have the opportunity to be a professional athlete, incredible, but look at all the behind-the-scenes positions and making sure that they understand the value of paying it forward and being really making a positive impact. And you are making an impact in this league, too. I mean, your record, your winning record is amazing. And I know you have the bling. I know you brought the bling, so I want to <laughs> show that right now. Nolan, help me out. You show, know, show off I your can't rings. come here and not wear two know, national right? championship rings. Yes. Because everyone knows we're going for number three this season. Yes, and it's going to happen, right? Uh, this is a year. Yeah. This is a year. We won in 2014-16. We were very close for back-to-back -back years in 17 and 18. So everyone can anticipate in a phenomenal season. Hold your rings up because I want everyone at home to see those. Look at that. She's got the bling. Hold it down. There we go. There we go. Yes. That is incredible. What's it like for you, Kalia, being a woman and an African-American woman in such a male-dominated industry? You know what? I know that I don't have the... Uh, I can't be average. Um, we're always working 10 times harder. We're making sure, especially it's very easy to do what's mainstream. Uh, and as a black woman, as a professional owner of a, a professional basketball team, there's not a lot of others that look like me. And so it's paving the way to ensure that the next generation sees every possibility. Yeah, and you are doing a lot to actually recruit more women 
into this industry, correct? Tell at every level, uh, whether that's women officiating, whether that's women at the front office level, um, that's marketing, our attorneys, our physicians. Uh, There's so many opportunities to be a part of the game without being on the court. And that's something that we get to spearhead. Uh, and we get to do it not only here in St. Louis, in the St. Louis market, but regionally and nationally. So how did you get into basketball? Uh, basketball is my first love. I started playing ball when I was five years old. Uh, I was a Division I recruit coming out of high school, stayed local here. Uh, I've always loved the game, but I've always loved the business of sports. And so that's come natural to me. And to be able, you know, it's, it's beyond just the obvious is that we're a professional basketball team, but what we're really building is community. Yeah. And so tell me then, did you just wake up one day and say, hey, I think I want to own a basketball team? I mean, how the heck did that happen? A little bit of combination of faith, God, and being at the right place at the right time. Um, the market here has been completely untapped and to see the consistency that we've had in the market with year-over-year -year growth when people find out about the surge now they're like wow you draw, you draw two to three thousand fans you're at Wash U you're two-time national champs and this is the amount of support of seeing media continuing to cover us and getting excited about women's professional basketball in St. Louis and I have to tell you to be in that arena to see you guys playing at Wash U it is amazing and to see the little girls and how they look up to the players that is really touching to me. It's an ultimate yeah. experience, Shirley, and I think that's what people experience at Washu Fieldhouse, is not only are you coming in to experience a great product of professional basketball, but we draw every demographic. You know, we really transcend the community lines of being a melting pot, and you see that within the demographics of our Surge fan base. And then the experience for the fans to come to wash you. I'm calling Surge yes. the Disney World of St. Louis. It's positive <laughs> energy. Everyone that comes in, we appreciate the support. You know, whether you're a basketball fan, you're a Surge fan, you understand what we stand for. You understand the brand of what we're building to make community impact. And that's what people are getting charged up about. And the fact that it's on a college campus, you value education. Obviously your players do. Talk a little bit about that, about why education is so important. Truly, we couldn't have a better home. Uh, being at WashU, the central location, but also WashU is the home of champions of academic champions. Uh, they've won 22 national championships, scholar athletes, and that's a perfect opportunity for our, our kids here in St. Louis, instead of WashU being on the hill, they have an opportunity to see it early, get on campus and understand this is an opportunity and an amazing uh, institution that you can attend, but we get to host our games there and call it home. Um, and I, I honestly, I couldn't pick a better atmosphere. Yeah, and for kids who may not have an opportunity to visit that campus, the experience of taking in a surge games affords them that opportunity. Typically, surge is the first introduction uh, for a lot of students and kids coming to WashU's campus. And so for us to give that highlight and be able to show, hey, this is right here in your backyard is amazing. And it's amazing to be in the space. When it the is. game's going, it's it a lot of fun. There's a lot of history at Fieldhouse. Yeah. Everyone forgets the first NBA team when the ABA was at Fieldhouse Athletic Complex. So to see now the buzz is St. Louis Surge and it's women's pro basketball. Yes. So tell me about the price of tickets. And I know you have the uh, VIP section yes. and all that. Yes. Because it's really I'm excited cool. to share that we have less than 100 season tickets left. Uh, with every game is free food and drinks for a VIP experience. But game day tickets are available now on Metro Ticks for only $15. Students are $10, and we are truly price point perfect in the community. I was going to say, say that price point again. $15 for adults, $15. $10 for students. Tickets yeah. are available on Metro Ticks. That's awesome. So what's next for the surge? Beyond winning that national championship, I know it's coming. You know, the national <laughs> championship is always the cherry on top. Absolutely. Yeah. Do I want to wear a third ring? Yes. Yes. 
but it's really showing that not only is St. Louis coming out and supporting women's professional sports, but they're supporting the surge. If you bleed blue, awesome. We're cheering on our blues every step of the way. You bleed red with the Cardinals, but we want you to bleed green. Our home opener is dedicated to powerhouse women to make a statement that women support women and that you support women's professional sports is happening in St. Louis. And you are a standout when it comes to that and a magnet for bringing women together and networking and connecting because that's important. That's the community. We're not competition with each other. We're only growing and all of us have to do our part. So if we can rally and get this momentum of just powerhouse women in the same place, imagine what we can accomplish. Yes. So tell me about your mentors. Who do you look up to? I have been incredibly blessed. Uh, Maxine Clark is the founder of Build-A-Bear, has been a near dear friend. Uh, that's advised me, my mother, Mary Elizabeth. Um, There's so many names, honestly, of women who have impacted me um, throughout my entire life. And I think the amount of support and leadership, uh, and I have my select few of guys, but it's even better when it's women that look like me. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and Shirley, you're in that list. So when we talk about year-over-year year support um, and getting the media to support not just what's already in the city, but what's up and coming, the emerging franchise, you're always in our corner, and I appreciate it. Oh, well, you know what? I appreciate you and what you're doing in the community, and the team is just amazing. And what you stand for is important. And like we talked about before, it's important for our young people, especially our young girls, to see women who are professional, who are college graduates, and who are doing these amazing things like you owning a team. We are redefining winning uh, through community impact. The wins and losses, that's the given. Uh, the national championships, again, is the cherry on top. But what we're doing is setting the tone for people to get behind. You are surging, and we're positive energy in the city. All right, so what's your next move? Next move is home opener. I want to see everyone there Saturday, June 8th, 6 o'clock at WashU. And don't miss it, because we anticipate a sellout, and we want to say this year we sold out because we had every fan in St. Louis cheering on the surge. Including the mayor? Lighting Including the mayor. Yeah. So I've made it. I said I want surge day year after year. This is our eighth season, our 100th game milestone dedicated to powerhouse women. And what better than to have the mayor there to celebrate our surge day with us. Oh, that is so awesome. I wish you much success. I should say continued success. Because actually, tell me real quickly, you've actually been in some major periodicals. and I have. I've, I'm, on a, I'm on a great media yeah. streak. We've had a, an amazing NPR national profile. Um, that was released last week and just the the momentum you know this that seven to ten year overnight success and we're in year eight so this is our takeoff year that's awesome well thanks so much for being here much success and I will be there for the home I'll opener see you then I will be there and you better be there too guys you know where to be June 8th watch you St. Louis Surge yes all right when we come back check this out Straight ahead on the Pulse of St. Louis. To hear more, listen to the podcast. Just search for the Pulse of St. Louis. What do they call me? to the Pulse of St. Louis, you know the Black Rep's acclaimed production of Nina Simone for Women is underway at the Edison Theater on the campus of Washington University. This incredible play takes a closer look at how the legendary singer turned to her music after she learned about the four little girls who were killed during the 1963 bombing at the 16th Street Baptist Church in Birmingham, Alabama.
Joining me now are the stars of this hit production, Leah Stewart, she plays Nina Simone, Denise Times plays Aunt Sarah, Alex J plays Sophronia, and Camille C. Sharp plays Sweet Thing. Thank you all so much for being here. I am so excited. I think I told you before we started recording that I saw the play. It's phenomenal. Run, don't walk, run to the theater. It is really, really something to see. So tell me, what was it about this play that attracted each of you? Leah, let's start with you and then we'll work our way down the line. Well, definitely um, just having the opportunity to play Miss Nina Simone, um, the icon, the legend, the inspiration, and also um, just embracing playing a lead role here in St. Louis, my first one here. So I was very excited to be asked to, to play her. And you knocked it out of the park, if I say oh, that. Oh, thank yes. you so much. Yes, thank it was amazing. Did. Didn't she? Yes. You all did. You were all amazing. Denise, what was it about this play that attracted you? Because I have to tell you guys, and I got on Denise, I said, wait a minute. I know you are a songstress. I know you are a phenomenal singer, but acting, I had no idea. Yes. <laughs> it's a pleasant surprise. Well, thank you. I'm not as as good as these ladies. Oh, you all were phenomenal. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. but <laughs> acting has always been my yeah. first love. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, uh, having my wonderful children, you know, the music business was a little bit more lucrative in terms of finances. Mm -hmm. So I had to put the acting thing on the back burner for, you know, a little bit. But of course, uh, this play has had so much national recognition. It has been performed in, in almost every major city. And so when Ron Himes, you know, asked me what I consider, you know, playing Aunt Sarah and anything with Nina Simone, right. you know, I named my daughter after her. So, oh, wow. you know, so of course, you know, yeah. I love Nina Simone. She was one of my mother's uh, favorite uh, artists. Uh, and so uh, I, it was just a no brainer for me. Yes. And the timing was perfect. Yes, yes. The timing's everything. Mm -hmm. It's times. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, what about you? What attracted you to Sophronia? It was all about Nina, though. Yeah. Like when they said we're doing a play about Nina Simone, I was already signed up. I hadn't read the script, and I already was always <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> it breaks my heart to talk to people nowadays, young and old, who don't know who Nina Simone is. There you go. She was such a talent. She was such a blessing to the African American community and to people in general with her music and talent so I think that it's wonderful that we get to do this show that exposes her exposes her music but then also educates about the history mm -hmm. yes. so that's that's what really got me like yes yes, yes. Camille what about you um so what's crazy is before this production I was actually in milk like sugar with the black rep and when it ended I told everyone I said I'm gonna be in the next play. I was like, whatever it is, I'm gonna be in it. So when I found out that they were doing Four Women, Nina Simone, I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna be sweet then. And they were laughing at me. They thought I was kidding, but I was really serious. And what's crazy is Ryan actually called me to be sweet then. So, wow, wow, yeah. wow. Let's talk about the history. Let's talk about the history of this play and the significance and Nina Simone being such a powerful force. Yes. And she was a civil rights activist yes. and, and she was sincere about it and passionate about it. Yes. So tell me the impact that that had on you, Leah, being in that moment in that space, playing that role. I think one of the major impacts um, she had on me just from doing a lot of research to prepare for this role she really had a heart for the youth. Um, it was very important to her to hear their story. It was very important to her for other people to hear their story. Mm -hmm. um, I remember one specific interview, how she was just talking about 
at that time how a young African-American in college on any campus, you felt isolated because it wasn't a lot of you. And she just made it a point for them to know that you are great, that black is beautiful, that you are important, and you will have a legacy. Yes. You know, so I, I appreciate that. Yes. From a musical standpoint, Denise, Miss Times used her, excuse me, Nina Simone used her music to protest. Yes. And she wrote some powerful lyrics. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. So <laughs> yes, speak to that about just the significance of her words. Well, you know, Nina, and this play exemplifies how not only uh, were there music barriers mm -hmm. and race barriers and gender barriers, you know, uh, uh, but, but she, she used, as she mentioned in the play, you know, this was her way. I may not be out there marching with you, but I'm marching through my music. I'm protesting through my music. You know, I'm being violent, if you will, through my music. And so she used, you know, that to get her messages across, yeah. whether uh, the civil rights um, powers that be acknowledged it or not, you know. And so today we are still celebrating her music as a result of that. Yeah. Let's talk about your characters and the roles that you play. Camille, tell me about Sweet Thing and what makes her so sweet. Sweet thing is probably all but sweet. <laughs> um, she's a firecracker. She doesn't take any mess, but I think all in all, all she really wants is love. And people misunderstand that about her because she's so in your face, but that's how she's always had to be. So it's kind of one of those things where, um, what do you call it? I guess looking for love in all the wrong places. I guess you can say that's a part of her, her, that's her career. She's looking for love in all the wrong places, but she just does it because she doesn't know anything else. Yeah. So, mm. Alex, what about Sophronia? Oh, I love how the script describes her. It says that she's used to being the question mark and the wrong answer at the same time. Wow. So that, that spoke volumes to me. Um, she's basically used to almost hating the skin that she's in because of how she got to be that color and she's always stuck between two worlds and sometimes even getting it from her own people, her own mm -hmm. culture. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I identify with a lot of things about Sophronia, but that was the one thing that stuck out the most, just how she always feels like she's stuck and it's always like a constant battle between both worlds that she is a part of. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Denise, what about you playing Aunt Sarah? Well, you know, I, I, you know my grandmother was Aunt Sarah. Mm -hmm. So I had so many uh, uh, references yeah. that, you know, that I could, could go to for Aunt Sarah. My aunt was Aunt Sarah. I had cousins who were Aunt Sarah, you know. And so Aunt Sarah is the kind of woman that gets overlooked. And, and she feels a little bit out of place with all of the stuff that's going on because she just kind of stick to what she knows. And that's God and it's her religion and it's her family, you know, and that sort of thing. And all this other stuff that you all are talking about, I don't know anything about that. I just know that God will get us through this. And that's uh, and Sarah. And so it, it speaks to me, you know, in, in part of what I think and how I process life. And it's a joy to come in every night and play Aunt Sarah. And you all do such a fantastic job. And I'm not just saying it. When I saw it, I'm telling you, when I saw it, I was so blown away. And I felt so proud just to see all of you, too, because I thought that was a powerful statement. 
see these beautiful women on stage and these voices. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Oh my gosh. You all have such incredible voices. And the way you harmonize and blend it together, I was like, oh, that was so good. No, really. So what was it like for you working together as artists? Um, good question. I think working together as artists, let me say this. Say this, Leah. Let me say this. Let me say this. We are four black women that get along. Let's say that first of all. Let's say that we have no, no fights in the dressing room. You know what I'm no saying? Issues. We're not, we're not um, uh, grabbing for the attention of the other. Um, one thing, even my father noticed how we like each other's voices. <laughs> we like each other's uh, movement on stage. Um, Everybody brings a wonderful element to the show and in real life as well. Mm -hmm. um, I, I will say, like, I'm grateful that Alex J's character in real life is not like Sophronia's character <laughs> in the show. You know what I mean? Right, right. Oh my gosh. Right. Um, I was telling her one day, there's lines that I literally hate saying. <laughs> right. on this. I cringe as I'm saying yeah. them, but I have to say them because yeah, right. that's what the playwright wrote. But yeah, there's some lines where I'm like, oh, this is just so wrong. Like what? Give me an example. Like what? Without spoiling anything, yeah. there's a, well, me, me and Sweet Thing are right. enemies. I don't know if that yeah. spoils anything, but <laughs> 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 where I tell her basically that I'm better than her mm. because of my skin color. Yeah. And I cringe yeah. saying it, because yeah. I'm like, this this just, it goes against everything that I was raised up yeah. on. Yeah. There's mm -hmm. certain things, and I've talked to the castmates about that too. Growing up, um, I had a dark-skinned mother, so I had all shades in my family, so mm -hmm. I never really felt that discrimination right. or where, you know, right. the favoritism. Right. We didn't play that in our family. Right. Mm -hmm. So to learn that that's an actual yeah. reality for a lot of people, it was awakening and almost heartbreaking. Yeah. Hopefully this play can bring some change, spark yeah. some conversation so that we can stop doing that to yes. each other. Right. right, right. Camille, what about you? I'm sorry, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> what struck you most? Anything that stood out or made you cringe in any um, of your uh, roles and any of your lines that you had to recite? All of my lines are definitely a hot mess. <laughs> they really are. They're definitely a hot mess, but um, I think I kind of go at it with everyone. Mm -hmm. But all in all, I think in the end, they all kind of see like this little girl, like she ain't as big and bad as she right. thinks she is. Yeah. She just quiet little right. girl, you know, just trying to get love, you know, right. just like all of us. Right. We're all just trying to be noticed for who we are and the women, you know, that we represent. Yeah. So. Yeah. What do you hope? the audience walks away with after seeing the performance, Leah? I know personally I want them to walk away knowing that you have a voice, yeah. knowing that no matter how old you are, you can learn. And to always keep your mind open to learning, um, whether it's um, historical, mm -hmm. learning about you, yourself as a woman, and just learning about humanity because we actually have more similarities than differences. Good, good point, Denise. Yeah. I, I, I sort of uh, ditto to what uh, Leah is saying. I, I think that for young women, uh, such as these women that are here. <laughs> oh, you're uh, young too. <laughs> uh, I think you know they will walk away with a history lesson for mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. uh, I think for women of, of my generation, that as Leah was saying, I hope it's a reinforcement 
you know, of how as women, you know, we really do have to stick together and we should not let, you know, the hues and the shades yes. of our skin, um, you know, determine our fate with each other, yes. you know. Yes. And so, yes. but I, I think that it's, it's it, and, and, no, and, and then we also hear the struggles of what women went through then mm -hmm. that are still our struggles now. Yes. Very yes. relevant. Right. Yeah, right. so it's a Hold lot. Hold that thought. I want to talk a little bit more about that when we come no, back. Got to take a break. Stay with us back in a moment. Welcome back. You know, the Black Reps production of Nina Simone for Women runs through June 2nd at the Edison Theater at Washington University. Go to the Black Reps website for ticket information. This is one you don't want to miss. I'm telling you, you don't want to miss it. It's amazing. Denise, before we went to break, we were talking about struggles that women are still facing today. Mm -hmm. Talk a little bit more about that because I think that's important. I think that um, it's so important today for women to be even more transparent with each other because we have to deal with so much in the workforce. We have to deal with what we have to deal with in our homes as mothers, as wives, you know, and, and I think it's, it's just more important for us to really be there for each other today and to support each other in all of, you know, our crazy decisions and, you know, and, um, maybe not so healthy yeah. choices, yeah. you know, and uh, because women, you know, the struggle, as, as the young people say, the struggle is real. Yes. And, and so it was so real back then until today, we must celebrate. And we're gonna celebrate and I've gotta go. Thank you all for, being here. <laughs> for joining us. <laughs> Look around, you can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.